0: Last year, we did a program with Itzhak Bentoff, a Boston-based researcher into the relationship between consciousness and the cosmos, and and, and based upon a book which he wrote called Stalking the Wild Pendulum. This book has since become somewhat of a bestseller among people who are interested in the relationship between consciousness and the cosmos, and we wanted to, once again, get an opportunity this morning to speak with Mr. Bentoff. Ben Bentoff is a wonderful, loving, kind man, a brave, courteous, true, (laughs) all the other kind things you can say. The interesting thing about him is that he has, over the years, conducted research into consciousness. The subtitle of his book is The Mechanics of Consciousness, and what we want to try to talk about today is one aspect of it, and that is the evolution of consciousness. Ben, we, there's probably no theory that has had more impact on Western thinking than the theory of evolution that Darwin came up with in the mid-19th century. And ever since then, all of our thought has been along the ideas that somehow we have evolved as human beings to being who we are today. The, place, the question I want to ask you is, where do you see us now in that evolutionary development?
1: We can say that if we take uh, Darwin's theories as being correct, then we know that... Uh We have evolved from the apes towards uh, humans, and now we have finally come to a point where we are uh, humanoid in shape, we have vertical spines, we are reasonably intelligent, we can push buttons on TV, uh, (laughs) drive cars, etc., etc. And what I'd like to do, I'd like to uh, draw maybe a, a, a little diagram, but don't worry, it's not very scientific. Let me draw what is called a bell curve which looks somehow like this. It's being used in, in describing random events. And the way this works is the following, that if we assume now, let's let's take the following situation. Take a little town that has maybe a thousand people in it. And we have this great desire to find out what the average height of people in this town is. And therefore we go out with a yardstick and start measuring these people. Well, we find that, a very small very few number of people will be say three feet tall and a very very few of them will be maybe seven or eight feet tall the bulk of the population will be right somewhere here that is the average or mean height of these people would be about five feet and six or eight inches something like this Mm -hmm. okay so what we find here is that uh, this bell curve gives us uh, a good picture of where most of the population is. That is what typifies uh, uh, population. We can use this diagram also to describe evolution. The bulk of the population today is this intelligent, more or less intelligent <laughs> biped, right? And uh, uh, with a vertical spine, and who pushes the buttons on TV and drives a car, etc., etc. Now, there is some back throw, that is, there are some people here in this area, very few people who are still gorilla-like, that is the (laughs) hairy, they beat their chest when they see their neighbors and a few other things, and then we have other people who are here in this corner, very few of them, who are very highly developed, because we say that evolution is now pushing mankind in this direction, away from the gorilla types, towards the very highly evolved people. At this point, we're here. What's going to happen maybe a million years from now, half a million years from now? This curve is going to shift. It's going to shift like this. That is, the bulk of the population will be very, very highly evolved. We have gone away altogether from the gorilla types, no more gorillas and what we have here now is the average man is now the retarded person uh-huh in evolutionary terms the bulk of the population is extremely very very highly evolved and the cutting edge of evolution here these are very very highly evolved people we can't even imagine what kind what kind of person that will be he may not have a physical body at all what's the habitat so to speak of this group here Well you just go out and you find them. They're, they're all over the place. The habitat of this group here, what do you think what do you think you find these people here, eh? um, <laughs> uh,
0: I, I suspect that you would find them in universities, you'd find the you know the people who are very bright, people who are uh, in the leading edge of professions, that's <laughs> an intellectual thing, isn't it? Well, I suggest that you find them in mental hospitals, in nut houses.
1: And well, the reason for that is that these people, they live in a different reality, in a reality which, which is very changed, and few of them are adapted to live in this reality, so naturally they can't function very well. So the only safe place, the only good place for them would be the mental hospital, unless they can integrate their, their, their different view of reality with their daily lives. Now uh-huh. if they can integrate it, then we have people like like Newton, like Darwin, like like, uh, like uh, mean, so Faraday. These are the
0: so-called geniuses. The, the thing that I'm not certain that we have talked about is what is it that is evolving? Let's put it this way. The nervous system
1: is the thing that is evolving and the nervous system is supported by a skeleton of bones and muscles and tissue, et cetera, et cetera. Now, Uh, The nervous system is that thing that gives us the picture of our realities, that is, our realities, that reality which you see all all around you, the flowers and the chairs and the microphones and the the teacup, is given to us by our senses. We don't see light which is beyond UV and beyond infrared. Uh, We hear only a limited uh, scale of vibrations, like, for instance, we hear anywhere from 52 to 20,000 maximum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In other words, all our senses are limited. So, with these limited senses, we naturally are seeing through a very narrow kind of tube, Mm -hmm. or very narrow slit in the total reality there is. Mm -hmm. Now, as you're revolving, what happens is that that slit opens up, opens up more and more and more. So you see more and more of that reality, and we assume that we see different realities. They're not very different realities, but rather an, a very extended, broad view of one very large reality. The Bible mentions maybe four to six colors maximum. Yeah. That is what people saw just a bear maybe 4,000 years ago. Uh, nowadays we see hundreds and thousands of colors that is our visual system has evolved mm-hmm. our fellow mammals like cows and horses see only black and white uh-huh. so this is one example of the evolution of the nervous system the senses are an extension of our nervous system mm-hmm. our eyes our ears etc are an extension of our brain
0: uh-huh. So to I see. okay so now before you were talking about the people who were the mutants either yeah. being in the uh, mental hospitals or being yeah. geniuses. Yeah. These are people who have expanded perception and hence they can see yeah. a reality which ordinary people at this stage of evolution are not able to see. Correct. What is the nature of that reality which they are able to see? Well, that is uh, classified as a non-physical reality
1: sometimes. We can take an example, say... Uh, well, let's take a simple example. A family sitting at dinner table and uh, say there's a kid maybe 15 years old 16 years old and he looks up and suddenly he says to his mother hey ma look at there's there's uh, our dead grandmother is standing in the corner <laughs> said, oh. mother looks around and says no oh uh, there's no grandmother there and she says well kiddo you there's something wrong with you you need help well, you're crazy so you're crazy so uh-huh. she takes him off to the friendly neighborhood psychiatrist and same Thing happens. The psychiatrist will ask him, Well, kiddo, what do you see? Well, you'll see, Well, don't you see? Doctor, over there in the corner, don't you see this person standing there? Well, the psychiatrist turns around, No, there's no such thing. Well, and then mm, psychiatrist says, Oh, young fella, you're in troubles. And then he writes out a little prescription for a little thorazine or electroshock or whatever. And pretty soon, in a matter of two weeks, it is back in shape very normal no longer sees anything. no longer sees anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the process has been reversed this is called a
0: psychotic episode uh, or mm-hmm. acute schizophrenic break or whatever it is and what you would say is that there's a good chance that that kid is seen very good J- chance J- that the kid has a spontaneous opening of his senses uh-huh so that the evolution has been rushed up or right. hurried up or yeah to- now this actually happens, there are techniques to do this, but
1: uh, the Eastern uh, uh, people, the, the yogis, have developed systems to, to do this, to push the nervous system rapidly. But it happens very often, spontaneously, without uh, someone trying to do anything about mm-hmm. it, and it just happens. And then, naturally, in the olden days, these kinds of things used to be called miracles. <laughs> yeah
0: and and uh, nowadays there's uh, no more miracles. Well, let's let's take this uh, and let's Yeah, it's interesting isn't it because and uh, uh, you, you think of uh, I mean what you call the spontaneous opening of uh, expanded awareness correct, right? I mean that, that's sort of a lot of words yeah. to say something But in an earlier time it was called a miraculous occurrence. Yeah, Elevated well, consciousness uh, right. You know a time of great revelation uh, of sure. s- uh, God speaking to you now, uh, take uh, like this fellow,
1: um, St. Paul, yeah? He's going or walking or riding to, to Damascus in the olden days. And suddenly this big ball of white light descends and uh, Jesus standing in the ball of light and he says, hey, why don't you lay off of my people and stop doing whatever you're doing and all that. And he's very impressed and he's even blinded and he falls down and, and uh, one thing and another. But anyway, he makes it somehow to Damascus. And uh, there he starts a big campaign and, and he talks about his experience and the big public relations thing and, and he got the thing going. He got the church built and and uh, the Judeo-Christian ethic came out of this and bingo and all the things that, you know, <laughs> that go with this. So we've yeah. got something. Yeah. Now, suppose the same thing would happen and this fellow, so St. Paul, say, is driving down on Route 128, yeah? driving down. <laughs> Route 128 doesn't go to Damascus. Well, it doesn't, doesn't go to Damascus. It goes to, <laughs> to Dedham. Dedham. So, okay, so, so then uh, this fellow is driving, and suddenly this big ball of light descends in front of his windshield, and there is Jesus standing in front of, front of him, and he gets very, very impressed, and his driving naturally gets kind of wobbly. And so, sure enough, there's a cop behind him, and he says, ooh, ooh, you know, and gets him off to the side of the road. And uh, he says, uh, sir, may I have your license and, and registration and all that? And, and this fellow is so impressed, and he keeps babbling something about Jesus and all that. And the cop says, well, uh, you must be driving under the influence, right? So he arrests him and takes him to the station. Uh-huh. Then what happens is that uh, he comes to the station, and then they tell him, well, uh, uh, he still is under the influence, you see. So they call an ambulance and send him off to the mental hospital. So now the, 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 the reception desk, they interview him, a very short interview, and uh, the guy puts down in the logbook that the fellow came in with an acute psychotic or, or schizophrenic episode, with religious overtones. That's it. Uh-huh. And this is what we did to the miracle. <laughs> so we took the miracle and we ground it down really to gray powder. So no one miracles. Okay, everybody's complaining that during the Bible times on every page of the Bible you have a miracle or two
0: and now there's no miracles This is what we're doing to the miracles. We're just flattening the Bible. What is it that is evolving? You talked about the nervous system evolving, right? But is there something else that is evolving that is able to be sensitive to this higher level of reality? We have this notion of the soul most people uh, well, I'm talking about
1: the soul, it's a kind of non-physical thing, highly theoretical. And so when you go to church, you take this soul out of the closet and polish it up a little bit, and then you go to church and you, you have <laughs> <add> one with <laughs> your soul. Then you come back and put it back in the closet till next week. So uh, that's about the idea of a normal person, the soul. But actually, that's not the case. I mean, we don't have souls, but it's just the other way around. The soul has us. So, that is, that thing that evolves, the permanent, eternal thing, is the soul, and the body is a kind of disposable thing. Uh-huh. That is, you know, you, you use a body uh, like a car for 80,000 miles, 100,000 miles, <laughs> and you chunk it, and that's it, you get another one. So, it's the, the driver is the soul who, who uses the body for a while, and then he
0: runs it into the ground, and he gets another one sooner or later. And, and so it's the soul which is experiencing evolution, and not our personality, not our physical yeah. uh, existences. That is, the soul is the repository of information that we gather during life.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, maybe we should draw another diagram. Mm-hmm. Physical bodies are here, another physical body, another physical body, and this is Joe, and this is Jim, and this is Sarah, etc. Uh-huh. Now, clearly, on the phys- this is the physical level, yeah? Now on this physical level, we are separate. You sit there, and I sit here, and we're all separate. Now let's draw another level. This level is, is slightly higher, and let's call this the level of the soul, yeah? Well, there will be some mingling here. Let's, let's draw this person as extending to practically infinity this way. Now look what happens. At the physical level, we are separate. We're separate and there's this much distance between Mm -hmm. us. Let's say that on the soul level, this person extends this much, and the other person gets slightly mixed in with him. That is, the souls are, in a way, in touch with each other. Okay, they overlap, these two lines. Now let's go now to a higher level, and let's call this, uh, say, the level of the higher self, which is kind of a boss of that soul. there, what we find is that this fellow's higher self extends this much and the other fellow's extends this much. Mm-hmm. There is more overlap between them. Right. On the very highest level, which is the high spiritual level, we are basically overlapping completely. Everybody is overlapping everybody else. In other words, everything and everyone is everywhere. In other words, we've become omnipresent. Mm-hmm. This is a state of highly spiritual perfected beings, or gods you may call them. Mm-hmm. Okay?
0: Okay, and so that we exist on all of those simultaneously?
1: On all of those simultaneously. So that we're
0: not aware in, of that. In, in your view, then, if we, when we see each other as separate entities, that's only seen on one plane of reality. Correct. And so whether we like it or not, we're all evolving towards Godhood. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it takes eons, so don't
1: hold your breath. <laughs> is that the purpose of evolution? Yes. Actually. Because at that point you start understanding how the system works and one of the good things about the system is that the system wants to teach you about itself. Mm-hmm. What does it's it a want good to teach
0: system. Yeah? Yeah. What does it want to teach you?
1: Well, if you are if omnipresent and you're all knowing that is the state which the system wants you to be in Mm -hmm. because the system is an intelligence or information gathering system Mm -hmm. and it's all also freely distributing that information
0: in your view we all started off somewhere a long time ago in which there was sort of undifferentiated matter which slowly Millions and millions and millions of eons evolved until a very complex organism that we now call a human being. Mm -hmm. And it has a nervous system which we at this particular point in time understand as being sensitive to certain levels of reality through our eyes, our ears, our nose, other sensory perception, and that's sort of what we call material ordinary reality that enables us to drive cars and do our work every day. Mm -hmm. However, there is an evolutionary movement that will continue to push us beyond where we are today. Mm -hmm. And the thing which is going to be pushed is our soul, and that at some point we will have these experiences of elevated consciousness in which higher realities are not only seen but lived and ultimately we come into perfection whether we like it or not yeah Yeah. (laughs) can we speed that up by doing it yeah well you
1: use the the meditative techniques which push the nervous system a lot faster than the normal evolutionary rate Mm -hmm. Those techniques are available but uh, you don't need to do anything, anything. it's going to happen anyway it's going to happen
0: mm-hmm. what a view isn't it? <laughs> it's a very big bright view